Greetings of peace, dear listener, dear friend, on this Good Friday. I offer this reflection today on the Stations of the Cross for Global Justice and Reconciliation. I invite you, use this uh, reflection today either in the comfort of your home or as you take your device and either go on a walk. But I pray that you pause and just take time to pay attention even just to your breathing. The Stations of the Cross, also called the Way of the Cross, is a traditional liturgical devotion commemorating the last days of Jesus' life. The devotion originated with pilgrims in Jerusalem, retracing the traditional steps Jesus is believed to have followed on Good Friday, since not all of us could make pilgrimages to Jerusalem. However, the custom arose of replicating the devotion in both congregations and in individual settings, often with images or carvings on the walls of either a church or what we've done at St. Mary's in the past was um, icons around the church campus. 14 stations or stops on the way of the cross. So I invite you. Join me in this moment, in this now, in this nanosecond with all that is occurring in the world. And these devotions are used fairly and with equanimity from the Episcopal Church. In Jesus' first public sermon, he described his vocation by quoting Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Is not Jesus' vocation also the vocation of the church? How are we as those who trust in Jesus, call to live into that vocation. At baptism and whenever we renew our baptismal vows in the Episcopal Church, we promise to strive for justice and peace, sharing this witness with the leaders of our governments and communities in one way in which Christians and people of the way can live out the vocation that Isaiah and Jesus commended to us. In the name of God, we will glory in the cross 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom is our salvation, our life, and our resurrection. Let us pray, assist us mercifully with your help, O Lord God, of our salvation, that we may enter with joy upon the contemplation of those mighty acts, whereby you have given us life and immortality, through Jesus Christ. Amen. The first station, Jesus is condemned to die. The Millennium Development Goals recognize that just as humanity is fundamentally interconnected, so is the phenomenon of global poverty and the responses to it. The world has been slow to embrace cutting extreme poverty, but there is still time. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests and the elders and the scribes and the whole council held a consultation and they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him to Pilate. And they all condemned him and said, He deserves to die. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. Then he handed Jesus over to them to be crucified. God did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Let us pray, Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace through Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. Station, the second station, Jesus takes up his cross. Taking up our own crosses and giving ourselves in self-sacrificial love to help bear the burden of others is the model of vocation that God gave in God's Son. In a world where many starve for daily bread, this vocation of sacrifice can be seen as amplifying the ancient imperative of God spoken through Isaiah. If you, off, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, your light shall rise in the darkness. You shall be repairer of the breach, restorer of streets to live in. As we meditate upon the second station, consider the starving of the world and the vast gap between the hungry and those who have plenty. 
We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Jesus went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. Although he was divine, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Like a lamb, he was led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before its shearers is mute, so he opened not his mouth. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose beloved Son willingly endured the agony and shame of the cross for our redemption, give us courage to take up our cross and follow him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The third station, Jesus falls the first time. Tradition holds that Jesus stumbled and fell three times along his road to crucifixion, crushed by the heavy load of the cross, but willing to continue so that humanity be spared the burden of its weight. As we pray this station, meditate upon the crushing burdens that today afflict God's creation, and how those burdens prevent humanity's full flourishing in the peace and freedom God intends for you and me. Such a burden, I wonder, is crushing debt in the developing world. Impoverished countries are repaying enormous sums of debt, often acquired by past corrupt regimes or through predatory lending practices. These annual debt service payments to wealthy international creditors hinder poor nations' ability to spend on health, education and well-being of their people. What burdens are crushing me today? We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and was born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Surely he has borne our griefs 
and carried our sorrows. Let us pray. O God, you know us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright. Grant us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The fourth station, Jesus meets his afflicted mother. I invite you, if you are able, with the gifts of technology, to use the Google search engine and look up Marta de la Rosa. Uh, oil on wood painting, circa 1555. As the burden of the cross becomes heavier, Jesus meets his mother, the one whom the church through the centuries has called Theotokos, or God-bearer, because when the angel of God appeared to her to announce that she would give birth to the incarnate word, Mary submitted graciously and without hesitation. After the angel departed from her, Mary sang a song about God's kingdom, and in it she told us how different a world modeled after God's will rather than our own would look. In that world, God has put down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things, but the rich he hath sent away empty. Though, as Christians and people of the way, we have been singing Mary's song, the Magnificat, every day, at evening prayer for centuries, her vision of a world ordered after God's world remains unrealized in our own midst. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. To what can I liken you, to what can I compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? What likeness can I use to comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion? For vast as the sea is your ruin, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. A sword will pierce your own soul also, and fill your heart with bitter pain. Let us pray. O God, who will that in the passion of your son a sword of grief should pierce the soul of the blessed Virgin Mary, his mother, mercifully grant that your church, having shared with her in his passion, may be made worthy to share in the joys of his resurrection, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy, immortal one, have mercy upon us. The fifth station, 
The cross is laid on Simon of Cyrene. The Gospel tells us that as the weight of Jesus' cross grew, the Roman soldiers compelled a man named Simon to step in and carry the cross for a time. Consider the various weights placed upon God's children each day and the fact that often others have to help carry the load. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. As they led Jesus away, they came upon a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, who was coming in from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let us pray, Heavenly God, whose blessed Son came not to be served, but to serve. Bless all who, following in his steps, give themselves to the service of others, that with wisdom, patience, and courage, they may minister in his name to the suffering, the friendless, and the needy, for the love of him who laid down his life for us, your Son, Jesus. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy, immortal one, have mercy upon us. The sixth station, a woman wipes the face of Jesus. With the gift of technology, I invite you to use a device, be it a laptop, a computer, a smartphone, and use your search engine and search for Saint Veronica a painting and oil on panel by Hans Membling, 1470-1475, St. Veronica. Ancient Christian tradition holds that along the way of the cross, a woman offered Jesus a towel to wipe his face, and on that towel, the image of his face was left. Thus, tradition has called the woman Saint Veronica, from the Latin Vera Icon, or True Icon. In the legend of Saint Veronica, Christians see the belief that the true icons of the world are those who offer themselves in the humble service of others. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We have seen him without beauty or majesty, with no looks to attract our eyes. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom all hide their faces he was despised and we esteemed him not. His appearance was so marred beyond human semblance 
that is formed beyond that of the children of humanity. When he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole, and with his stripes we are healed. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts, show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Let us pray. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory through Jesus. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The seventh station, Jesus, falls a second time. Jesus falls a second time. His burden is becoming overwhelming, but he continues to march forward to Calvary, the point of our redemption. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He has oppressed, he was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. For the, trans for the transgression of my people was he strength. But as for me, I am a worm and no person, scorned by all and despised by the people. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human family, you sent your Son to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that, may, that we may walk in the way of his suffering, and also share in his resurrection who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The eighth station, Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. Jesus has continues to bear the weight of the cross, stops to speak to the women of Jerusalem, the ones who so often bear the burdens of wisdom and well-being for their families and communities. Consider the status of women around the world. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. There followed after Jesus a great multitude of the people, and among them were women who bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Those who sowed with tears will weep with songs of joy. Let us pray, teach your church, O Lord, to mourn the sins of which it is guilty, and to repent and forsake them. 
that by your pardoning grace the results of our iniquities may not be visited upon our children and our children's children through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy, immortal one, have mercy upon us. The ninth station, Jesus falls a third time. The weight of the cross finally has overtaken Jesus as he falls a third time, barely able to drag his body along the ground as he approaches Golgotha. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross we hear you have redeemed the world. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. He has besieged me and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago, though I call and cry for help. He shuts out my prayer. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. Remember, O Lord, my affliction and bitterness, the wormwood and the gall. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and like a sheep before its shearers is mute. So he opened not his mouth. Let us pray. O God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so to glory in the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The tenth station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. In his final act of humiliation, before being lifted up on the cross, the Roman soldiers strip Jesus of his garments and divide them amongst themselves. Consider the many acts of humiliation endured daily by people. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mingled with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And they divided his garments among them by casting lots. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, they cast lots for my clothing. They gave me gall to eat, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let us pray. Lord God, whose blessed Son gave his body to be whipped and his face to be spit upon, give us grace to accept joyfully the sufferings of the present time, confident the glory that shall be revealed through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The eleventh station, Jesus is nailed to the cross.
die when I am lifted up from the cross will draw all people to myself. To people of the way, to people on a spiritual journey, to Christians. These words of Jesus from the Gospel of John speak of the power of the cross to contain and enfold all the horror, pain and grief of the world in God's uncompromising and enduring embrace of love. The cross is not merely our redemption but also our reconciliation and restoration to God and to one another in Christ. How are we called to the ministry of reconciliation in our own lives? even now on this Good Friday. As I hear whispers of Ku Klux Klan handing out flyers in Huntington Beach, how am I called Humanity is fundamentally interconnected. All limbs are members of the same body. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When they came to the place which is called the skull, there they crucified him, and with him they crucified two criminals, one on his right and the other on the left, and Jesus between them. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says he was numbered with the transgressors. They pierced my hands and my feet. They stare and gloat over me. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that every one might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to be the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The twelfth station, Jesus, dies through Christ said Paul God is pleased to reconcile to himself all things whether in heaven or on earth by making peace through the blood of the cross Despite God's passionate desire for reconciliation and peace through the blood of the cross, humanity at the beginning of the 21st century remains torn by conflict, strife, and war. What will we do differently? We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. 
when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved. Standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And when Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And then crying with a loud voice, he said, Abba, into your hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and handed over his spirit. Christ for us became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Let us pray, O God, who for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross. And by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy. Grant us so to die daily to sin, that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy, immortal one, have mercy upon us. The thirteenth station. The body of Jesus is placed in the arms of his mother. Removed from the cross, the lifeless body of Jesus is returned to the arms of his mother, the one who cradled him in her arms at Bethlehem on the night of his birth. The face of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the God-bearer, is covered in grief, a mother's heart broken by the humiliating death of her beloved son. Consider the love of parents, of guardians for their children throughout the world. Consider the burdens, the heartbreaks and the sufferings endured by children through parents who don't know any better and are consumed by their pain. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. All you who pass by, behold and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow. My eyes are spent with weeping, my soul is in tumult, my heart is poured out in grief because of the downfall of my people. Do not call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Her tears run down her cheeks, and she has none to comfort her. Let us pray, Lord Jesus Christ, by your death. You took away the sting of death. Grant to us, your servants, so to follow in faith where you have led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in you and wake up in your likeness for your tender mercy's sake. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. The 14th station, 
Jesus is laid in the tomb. At the end of the story of Good Friday, nothing but death remains. Humanity has brought God's Son to the tomb, sealing him behind an immovable stone. But to God, through whom all things are possible, no barrier is immovable. Through the sacrifice and death of Christ, even death itself is no longer a barrier to life for the children of God. And thus, the burial rite in the funeral in the Book of Common Prayer in the Episcopal Church tells us even at the grave we make our song Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Please know that you Dear listener, are part of the body of Christ in the world. And let us remember this Good Friday as being part of the body of Christ in the world. We are called by God to carry forward Christ's reconciling sacrifice by helping bring life even in the midst of death. And one way I believe is to strive for justice and peace and respect the dignity of every human being. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to door of the tomb. You will not abandon me to the grave, nor let your Holy One see corruption. Let us pray, O God, who's blessed Son was laid in a tomb in a garden and rested on the Sabbath day. Grant that we who have been buried with him in the waters of baptism may find our perfect rest in his eternal and glorious kingdom where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. To Christ who loves us, and washed us in his own blood, and made us a kingdom of peace to serve God. To Jesus be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Stay safe, stay healthy. No blessing and strength this moment, this now, this Good Friday. Let us sit in the garden together, friend. Let us sit peacefully.